0: better than this guys being dudes here on the draft dudes podcast presented by locked on it's joe marino from the draft network and i am your solo host today here on a takes on takes tuesday edition of draft dudes kyle krabs he's off this week the man is honeymooning Uh, we had a great time this weekend celebrating his marriage uh, in pennsylvania beautiful wedding everything was terrific had a blast. And now Kyle is celebrating his new bride in his honeymoon, and I hope he has a terrific time. Uh, You know, Kyle and I, we got to do things together. So we got married in the same month, and so it's Kyle's turn to honeymoon and be away from you guys. uh, But rest assured, I am here for you, and we are going to give you podcasts the rest of the week here on Draft Dudes. Reminder that today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like Your friend's trip, book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com, be there, do that, get rewarded. Thanks also to Untuck It for sponsoring Locked On. If you're looking for a great Father's Day idea, their shirts are specifically designed to look great untucked and feel comfortable at work or on the weekend. No tucking or tailoring required. Go to UntuckIt.com, promo code NFL to get 20% off. Also, you can get Draft Dudes on the brand new podcasting app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and when you get into your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Draft Dudes. Um, also, remember to get your takes in by adding us on Twitter at the Joe Marino at Grinding the Tape, hashtag takes on Takes all right, let's get into it. Our first one here comes from that dude Andy, that's very fitting. Uh, he says, Regardless of what these rookies do on the field, the Browns have already won the 2019 draft after taking two guys on the all name team in Greedy Williams and Sioni Taki Taki. Look, I don't, I'm not going to debate that Greedy Williams and Sioni Taki Taki have two of the best names. Of all the players drafted in the 2019 NFL draft, if there was a guarantee that they would actually be good players, I can get on board with that. But I love a good name as much as the next guy, Andy. But I'm not calling the Browns the winner of the draft because they took a couple guys with a good name. All right, let's move on to uh, Ben Perrin. He says, top three Dorito flavors. I wish Kyle was here from this. I think we could fight over this. He has number one, sweet and spicy Number two, 3D Doritos, rest in peace. Three spicy nacho cheesier, and then also Devin White and Levanta David will have more sacks combined than Vita Vea and the Kong Sue. All right, so we have got a lot to unpack here. Um, first things first, I do agree with you that Devin White and Levante David will have more sacks combined than Vea and Sue. I think that's true. I think Devin White, um, it will. You can use him. His speed, man. His click and close. His ability to shoot gaps. Really special stuff. So, I, I mean, I'm not going to go this crazy, but there's a chance Devin White might I, might outsack Vea and Sue alone. Now you give me David on top of that, and that's a done deal. Now let's get to these Doritos takes here. Um, ugh, I'm not a fan of your take here, Ben. Um, I never had 3D Doritos, so I come from an uninformed opinion of those. But um, I don't think you can have... A top three without Cool Ranch Doritos, classic, exceptionally good flavor of Doritos. And then, of course, Jacked Ranch Dipped Hot Wings. Have you had these? They have like this thickness to them. I mean, it's it literally – and there's a lot of like chicken wing flavored stuff out there. But if there's anything that felt like I was eating a chicken wing in the form of something else that's not a chicken wing, it's those. It's those jacked ranch dipped hot wings. Check them out. They are elite. They're in the top three Dorito flavors as well as uh, nacho, a spicy nacho. So we had one uh, the same. But if you don't have Cool Ranch and you don't have jacked ranch dipped hot wings, then your trip, then your Doritos list is. Your Doritos power rankings are bad. All right, so the next one comes from Trevor Joseph. Um, He says, although he has less experience than all the other quarterbacks in this class, Jacob Eason has the physical adroitness to be QB2 in 2020, of course. Hashtag takes on takes and hashtag new vocabulary for Joe. Hold on, Trevor. Let me figure out what adroitness means. Cleverness or skill. That's what it means. I could use that a lot in my writing. So thank you for teaching me that word as you normally do every week. Um, so yeah, I think that's the appeal with Eason, right? Eason's a former five-star quarterback that went to Georgia, since transferred to Washington, expected to be the guy there for the Huskies this year. And and I I do I mean when you, I remember watching Eason at Georgia, that was what popped, right? Was that physical skill set, that arm talent, and it's exciting because really Washington hasn't had that. You know, I mean Jake Browning had a had a good career, but his physical. A lack of physical ability lack of physical adroitness right right is that how i do it trevor uh limited that offense right he just couldn't put the football all over the field like eason can the the, the places that eason can challenge defenses are very different than browning and so i'm excited about what he can be this year so do i think he has that ability to be a qb2 um it's not that crazy i mean tua and herbert uh one of those two would not be amongst the the top two quarterbacks for him to slide in, but I don't think it's crazy, Trevor, and, and uh, good word there. I think this is one that I could definitely use in my future writing if I can make sure I don't use it incorrectly. Uh, Aaron Rupp says, Teddy Bridgewater will become an NFL head coach. Backup quarterbacks become coaches. People love Teddy. Um. So I think the challenging part here, Aaron, I, I like it, right? I, I think there's absolutely – the, you're on the to something here where backup quarterbacks, they become head coaches. Frank Reich, Doug Peterson. I'm sure the list is a lot longer, but that's what came off the top of my head. Um, but how do – I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea what type of guy he is in terms of if he's got that NFL head coaching mindset. I do think that there's a lot of value in him coming back to New Orleans, right, because you feel like Sean Payton probably is one of those coaches that probably – has the ability to groom uh, one of those guys to be uh, an NFL co- coach, and you know, I I would have to think Teddy Bridgewater had some chances to maybe go be, no pun intended, a bridge quarterback uh, this past year, but he opted to continue with the Saints. Potentially, you know, he thinks he has a chance to have a run as a starter post Drew Brees, uh, and who knows when the end of the Drew Brees era will be. Um, so there's a lot of reasons why Bridgewater would go back, but he you know he he probably really did value working with Peyton, working with uh, Drew Brees, and and maybe that does suggest there's a career as an NFL head coach in time there. So that's an interesting angle. I don't know if I can confirm it based on what I I know, but I think you can look at the situation and you can come to a reasonable conclusion that, Aaron, you're on to something there. All right, the next one here comes from uh, Topher, Topher K44. He says, My father just stated that the New York Giants will win their division this year. Please help explain why he is so wrong. Oh man. Um, so I, yeah, obviously I don't agree with this. I don't know that anybody besides your father, Tofer. I don't know who does uh, think that's a good take. Um, I think I, just from the simple fact that they're not as good as the Eagles or the Cowboys or even close. They're not even the same planet in terms of talent on the roster. Um, so I think they're the they're at best the third best team in that division but I don't think they're better than Washington either. So I have a hard time thinking that they're going to win the division when I think they're the last-placed team. But, I I mean, look, it just comes down to we have questions here, right? Uh, Even though they brought in Mike Remmers to play right tackle, that's a position of weakness. Um, Eli Manning declining skill set And their backup obviously is Daniel Jones Who I don't think is anywhere ready to play In the NFL I don't love their pass rushing situation um, I think that their their secondary has some players uh, Some talented players Some talented young players But that has to come together I just don't know that this is a roster built right now With the questions uh, right tackle Questions at quarterback Questions about how this secondary comes together In a division where I don't think That they're even close to being a top two team I don't think there's a course to them being division winner. I feel pretty confident about that. Next one, we're going to keep talking about the Giants here. This one comes from Dub G, Gettleman's messenger boy. Uh, He says, lacking an experienced elite pass rusher doesn't mean the Giants won't be able to get to the quarterback and identify that elite rusher. Who do you think becomes that elite pass rusher? Uh, I don't. Nobody? Nobody on this team? I mean, I guess you can look at it. I don't think we can say, look, they have no hope because they have some players, right? Kareem Martin from uh, North Carolina, he played for the Cardinals for a few years. He has some physical tools to get after the quarterback. And if you think about from the simple concept of having Dalvin Tomlinson, B.J. Hill, Dexter Lawrence, uh, those types of guys that can really kind of... Eat space, stay in their rush lanes, push the pocket. It's going to allow athletic players to have chances to win with athleticism. And you get that in Kareem Martin. You get that in O'Shane Zimenez, their uh, third round pick from. Uh, old dominion avery moss is a player i kind of like i've been kind of waiting on him to put it all together uh him at youngstown state i really liked him opposite of uh derrick rivers who was a really good prospect who's been injured so far for the patriots but avery moss came from nebraska followed bull pelini over to youngstown state i think he has a very good pass rushing skill set he's a fifth round pick who hasn't done much in two seasons so you know, i don't know how exciting we can get but he has a chance to to help this pass rushing situation but um you know it's not a great situation, so I, I I don't think I don't I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna force it here, I, I, uh, Dub. I don't I don't think they have an elite pass rusher, but if you're going to sell me on staying in rush lanes, pocket pushers, trying to get a, an athlete one v one, there's maybe a chance. Guys, let's talk about sex. Good sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can use them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares, and ships direct they're cheaper than a pharmacy right now we've got a special deal for our listeners visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code mlb like major league baseball mlb is the promo code just pay five dollars shipping again that's bluechew.com promo code mlb to try it for free blue Chew is the better cheaper faster choice and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast Also, remember to get this show every day. You can subscribe to it on the new Himalaya Podcast app. In an ever-expanding world, you need Himalaya with their personally curated playlists and new features every day. Download Himalaya at your app store and subscribe to the Draft Dudes Podcast. Next one comes from Jared Feinberg. At J-Rod Draft Scout, he says, Assuming a move to a 3-4 defense, Brian Burns and Christian Miller will both start for the Carolina Panthers in Week 1 and will be the best young pass-rushing duo in the NFL. Aggressive take there, Jared. Uh, Well, you guys know I love Brian Burns. You know Kyle loves Brian Burns. I thought he was the best pass-rusher in the class. You you think about his length, his explosiveness, his first step, his flexibility, his vision, his pass-rush variety, all that stuff – works together, makes him the best pass rusher in the class, in my opinion. I love the fit here with Caroline and how he works into this defense under uh, Ron Rivera and and Eric Washington that figures to be more multiple this year. And they've talked a lot about being a 3-4 base. And so Christian Miller, Brian Burns are two players that – perfectly fit that style of defense christian miller of course the the big restriction for him a five-star recruit at alabama the big restriction for him has been injuries and he hasn't been able to stay healthy but if those guys can be healthy they're both certainly very very talented football players that can really give the panthers a formidable duo of pass rushers for years to come now will they start week one well what about bruce Irvin? what about uh what about mario addison so I think we have those questions to answer, and will be the best young pass rushing duo in the NFL. I mean, I, I like their upside, but I need some time to look through through the other options to see if I agree with that. You know, I mean, Melvin Ingram and and, and Joey Bosa—that's pretty exciting. Nick Bosa and D Ford is pretty exciting. Um, so I don't know that we can we can call them the best young. I mean, look at look at the Jaguars—they've got friggin', uh Josh Allen and uh, and Yannick Ngakwe. So. I'm going to pump the brakes on that second half there, Jared, but I, I do like how those guys fit into a 3-4 defense. Mitch says Alabama will have three first-round uh, receivers in the 2020 draft. Uh, they have Judy Ruggs and an underrated Devonta Smith. Um, what about Jalen Waddle too, right? I mean, that's a crazy group. I mean, Jerry Judy probably a top-of-the-first-round guy, like a top-five talent. I mean, Ruggs is just ridiculously explosive. Devontae Smith is they're, – they're well, they have three receivers in the first round. Okay, so, like, here's the challenging part. I don't think it's crazy, but I do think – I don't think we've ever seen anything like that. So in order for me to agree with you, Mitch, I'd have to agree that we would see something we've never seen before, a pretty rare feat, three first-round wide receivers from one school. And the funny thing is I just gave you four names. I added a fourth name to the three that you mentioned, and Jalen Waddell. I think this is challenging for me to believe. I'm going to pass on this, but I don't think it's crazy. I just think it's hard to believe that you're going to have this scenario where they all come out and they all wind up being top 32 picks. Especially in next year's wide receiver class where Clemson's got some dudes, Lavisca Sinault's part of the mix, the kid from Minnesota. I mean, there are, there are good receivers next year. And so are, are three of them in the first 32 going to be Alabama receivers? That's crazy. But maybe it's not. Uh, Jason says, Kyler Murray will be world famous in 10 years. Not be for his play on the football field it was because he was the inventor of athletic shoes for every sport with three-inch lifts. No. I, I mean he's pretty famous right now. I mean, world famous. I know, I know that's hard for us uh if you live in the United States to wrap your head around this, but the brands that these soccer players have, some of these tennis players, far, far greater than NFL players. So, I mean, Kyler Murray is, is extremely famous in our world. But I don't know that he, you know, players like that even touch what some of these soccer and tennis players amount to in terms of a global worldview. No, I don't think I don't think that Kyler Murray's going to invent athletic shoes that give them three-inch lifts. I don't think he'd want that. I don't th- I think that I think that would be disadvantageous. I don't think that you gain a, a gain any advantage by artificially adding three inches. Because I think it it comes at the expense of change direction skills. Imagine trying to change directions with three-inch lift on your bottom of your shoes it's really going to throw it off because you need that foot to catch how is it going to catch if you're boosted three inches off the ground i think that there's some geometry physics i don't know one of those one of those sciences or maths that uh that make this a not not a good idea jason oh we just did that one adam huddle is that really your last name that's a great last name for like a football guy Oh, this is a good one. I like this one. He says, Joe hates Greg Little more than Kyle hates Taysom Hill. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Kyle talks about Taysom Hill at every opportunity that he can possibly find. If the Saints are playing, he will, even if Taysom Hill's not even in the game, he will find reasons to talk about Taysom Hill. I just have legit questions about Greg Little being a legitimate NFL left tackle, especially right away when Ron Rivera doesn't have time. He doesn't have time to wait on Greg Little to develop because, I, to, to me, Ron Rivera's coaching for his life this year. He needs to convince Dave Tepper that he can win, but not only win this year, but sustain that winning. There were some rumblings last year that they were going to fire him and hire Mike Tomlin if Mike Tomlin came available. So I I think that Tepper, you know, look, he's, he's, he's not a very patient guy. I think that he's going to have some demands. And the Panthers have never in their history had back-to-back winning seasons. And so – they have a big hole at left tackle, and it's going to be filled by Greg Little. A big hole filled filled by Little. That's funny. Uh, but um, I know. I, I, but back to your take, Adam. I think Kyle hates Taysom Hill more than I hate Greg Little. A few more to get to here today. The Sports Nut says, here's a take for you. With the Cowboys having Zeke Cooper and Dak's contracts coming up and them struggling to get a Dak extension, the Cowboys will be a dark horse team uh, to draft a quarterback in 2020 and replace him and sign the other two. Okay, so they gotta resign oh, this is so this is so challenging. And Ben Ben Solak, he started a weekly column at the draft ne- network called Would You Rather? And he broke this down really well. I think after trading a first round pick for Amari Cooper, you gotta keep Cooper. I think after I mean, you use a top five pick on friggin' Zeke Elliott. But that's from a business perspective, that's the one. That's the one you pass on. I know that he's kind of like the foundation of the offense and all that type of stuff. But that's super against the grain to commit that money to him. Now, if you think you can just keep recycling quarterbacks, which is a discussion point that I'm seeing more and more, especially on Twitter, recycling these quarterbacks, maximizing rookie deals, and then just letting them walk and letting somebody else pay them, that's going to be hard for me to see that happen. So Dak, I think that, I think they're going to pay Dak. I honestly, God, think they're going to pay Dak. I really do. I think Dak wants to be there. So my expectation is for, and you didn't ask me about all these guys. You only asked about Dak. So I think that Dak will sign and continue to play for the Dallas Cowboys on an extension. All right, Mr. Jackson says, if Trubisky regresses, doesn't take the next step, can you see the Bears taking a quarterback early next year, even Without a first round pick, so yeah, I think the I think the Bears could take a quarterback in the first round. I don't think that's crazy, but I think I want to I want to see if we can have a good discussion here about Mitch Trubisky. I actually wrote an article uh, today for the Draft Network called uh, "The NFL's Best," or excuse me, the NFC North's Best Third Year Talents, and I included Mitch Trubisky on this list. And I think we have to remember some things with Trubisky. First of all, number two pick overall in 2017. After one season as a starter at North Carolina, not in a pro-style system. So a big jump, limited experience, and limited experience in a non-pro style offense, right? So let's that in and of itself is a big jump. Number two, he, he started his rookie season for the Bears with John Fox as the head coach and a terrible. Absolutely lackluster supporting cast. Last season, under Matt Nagy, his passer jump passer rating jumped from seventy seven point five to ninety five point four. He completed sick almost sixty seven percent of his passes, three thousand two hundred twenty three yards, twenty four touchdowns, twelve interceptions, and fourteen starts. I like where he's headed. I know it wasn't perfect for him. Last year. I know that. And I know that people can point to examples on tape of inconsistency, but should we not expect that from a young quarterback with limited experience who played for John Fox as a rookie with no good players around him? And he had good growth from 2017 to 2018? Let's see how this guy does this year. I'm not, I mean, the book is is still wide open on Trubisky, and he had tremendous growth last year from what he showed as a rookie. I think people are too harsh on Trubisky. Matt Valdavino says von Miller and Bradley Chubb will be the best edge rushing duo for the next three years, even better than division rivals Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. hashtag takes on takes hashtag Matt's weekly takes. I like this Matt. Matt's uh, filling us up with uh, with a weekly segment. I like that. So we got Trevor Joseph and Maddie V both uh, carving out their own little niche here on takes on takes. All right. Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb the best edge-rushing duo for the next three years. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't think that's crazy. I mean, I, I like I already mentioned with 49, I like that duo of, of Bosa and Ford. I like that a lot. I like Josh Allen and Yannick Ngakwe. But, I, I mean, I think it's kind of splitting hairs. I mean, those are all really good pass-rushing duos. You have to really like where it's headed. I mean, Von Miller's still playing at a high level. He's, I mean, he's north of 30, He's getting north of 30 here, so that's a little bit concerning. But, I mean, I think both of those guys will be really good, at least for the next three years. And you like to think about what they can be with Vic Fangio as their, uh, as their defensive coordinator now. All right, this last one comes from Otto. Otto says, moving Cordy Glenn to guard and publicly praising him for his mindset is the precursor to trading him for a draft pick, a bargain of healthy, uh, seven seven to nine million in nineteen, uh, seven million in nine twenty nineteen, nine million in twenty twenty, just two million dollars in dead for the Bengals, dead cap space for the Bengals in twenty nineteen. Why would the Bengals want to trade Cordy Glenn? I mean, you move him to guard. I mean. I guess it's somewhat of a complicated situation because they have Clint Bowling, they have Christian Westerman, they have John Miller, they have Alex Redmond. I mean, and they're paying, they're actually paying John Miller a decent contract. Christian Westerman's shown some promise. Clint Bowling's a good player. I mean, I guess I can see how it's a cloudy situation. It's interesting. Like, the big question here is right tackle, right? And Jonah Williams is gonna play left tackle. And Barbie Bobby Hart, who they signed to an extension, is a right tackle. So I mean, I guess I see what you're saying here, Otto, and like moving around these players and trying to figure out how they all factor into the lineup. But to me, Cordy Klein, a player you just traded, you, you moved ten spots in the first round, you know, from twelve to twenty two. You, you gave up a top fifteen pick to get outside the top twenty. For a player that I mean, you kinda of, you kinda of sell you make the point here. Itself, Otto, you, you, I mean, he doesn't have a very big cap figure for the type of player he is, and he's signed for two more seasons. So, like, just keep him. Keep him. I, I mean, to me, I figure out if he can play right tackle, maybe, and, and you move Bobby Hart out of that spot. But, yeah, I mean, they've got a situation here to figure out with how to what to do with all these interior offensive linemen, but... I don't. I mean, Cordy Glenn's a good pro, man. I, I enjoyed him for a lot of seasons in Buffalo, and I think he's a starting player. And I mean, I, the Bengals who've had some issues here on the offensive line, I don't think they should be you know quick to move on away from you know proven starting caliber offensive lineman in the NFL. So that's kind of my take there. But I see, I see where you're coming from on that auto. I want to thank everyone for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast today. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Marino. We're going to continue working the rest of this week. We have a couple more divisional recaps to do for the 2019 NFL Draft. Uh, so we're going to get to those and see what else we can get done here in the next three shows without Kyle Krabs as he enjoys his honeymoon and, and takes advantage of some well-deserved time off. One again, thank you for listening. And a reminder that you can subscribe to this show on the new Himalaya Podcast app, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Podcast Draft Dudes. Kindly ask you to subscribe, rate, review the podcast, and I'll be back again for you guys tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.